Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. Today, host Bill Hodges has a conversation with Dr. Sabrina Clark, director of the VA Center for Development and Civic Engagement, formerly VA Voluntary Service, at the VHA Office of Operations. Director Clark is an exciting person to talk with. She does a great job of explaining the need for volunteers at our local VA facilities. There is a job for everyone who wishes to help individual veterans and their families by calling them on a regular basis to assure those who are struggling that they are not alone. Perhaps you would like to assist in registering veterans at clinics or show them where to go in a VA hospital. Golf cart drivers are needed all the time to assist vets from outlying parking lots and structures. Or maybe you would like to make a donation of time, goods, or even money. There is something for everyone. Your gift of self will make a difference. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And we've got a great guest today. But before we start, remember, there's always something you're going to want to write down. So if you have a paper and pencil handy, make sure you use it. If there's someone else in the house, have them come and listen too, because the information is going to be valuable to the entire household. And of course, if you're listening to it on the podcast, share the podcast with as many people as you can. Our guest today is Sabrina Clark, National Director, VA Center for Development and Civic Engagement. And that's a real long title for something that used to be called the Volunteer Department. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Bill. Glad to be here. You know, it's interesting. The name change, uh, Mitra Gobin and I talked about it uh, when it happened. Mitra is at the James A. Haley facility, heading up the department there. And he explained to me why the name change came about. Maybe it'd be a good thing if you did that same thing for our audience. Sure, I would love to do that. And by the way, I heard that podcast that you did with Mitra was outstanding. And he probably did a better job than what I might do right now explaining it. But let me let me give it a shot, though. We were, and I think, Bill, you helped me with this by saying what used to be called the volunteer department. Well, you know, really, the name was VA Voluntary Service. But some folks called it VA Volunteer Services, just volunteer services or volunteer, all different variations of that. And we realized that while the volunteer piece of that was pretty core, the name was never really standard. People called it what they wanted to call it. <laughs> That's true. And still do, I'm afraid. 
Yes, and, and that's absolutely right. But we figured that as we're going through this transition, what was really important internally and externally to VA is that people understood we were doing more than working with volunteers. So if folks had a place where they wanted to send a donation or they were interested in their company doing a, a day of engagement or civic responsibility, if you were to look on our website and say, I wonder what department does that, you really just saw, well, volunteer services or voluntary service, and you may have gone to another department, particularly when we got organizations involved like the Veterans Experience Office or the Office of Strategic Partnerships or all of the Office <laughs> of Community Engagement. So they were going all different types of places. So they would generally circle back to us, but we're like, so why isn't that we're not sort of being where we should be? And then our name just didn't let people know where to come. So this is part of our own branding and marketing strategy that we hope gives people a direct link to how they can serve with VA in uh, many different capacities. Well, as you're pointing out to me, Mitra did earlier, that it's much more than just volunteering. Mm -hmm. That there are many instances when somebody would like to provide something, a uh, dinner or provide meals or provide something to veterans and they want to know where to go with it. And the name really does say now community involvement. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. You know, we started out calling this broadcast as something that I really like and I, I so believe in why volunteerism is good medicine. I've written on that extensively myself. I believe very strongly in volunteerism. It's nice when you get a little bit older Maybe you can quit working for money, and as I have, and I can start doing things that I love. Let's talk about that. Why is volunteerism good medicine? Well, Bill, you're probably the walking model for why that is true, that it just it keeps you active, it keeps you involved. But you know, there's a lot of studies that have been done on this, a very, you know, empirical data that will show us that that volunteering may even help you live longer. It improves your physical and mental health. It gives you a sense of purpose. It keeps you in the mindset of learning new skills. And I think real importantly that perhaps that this COVID-19 environment has taught us is that it nurtures new relationships. And in a time when when we felt so much isolation, those relationships and the opportunity to, to not only nurture the existing relationships, but new relationships is so important. And volunteerism is such a wonderful opportunity to do that. Well, there's really no reason to be alone in this society unless you choose to be. And to me, that's what volunteerism does. My wife, Phyllis, and I learned some years ago, we had a lot of good friends that were in their at, the at that time, 20 years older than us. Mm -hmm. And we loved them. We were dancers. We went out and did all this great stuff with them. But, you know, they died on us. And we, we realized early we had to go make younger friends. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, there's an, there's another benefit of being able to diversify your your friend group too, as far as a volunteer. Yeah, it, it's so important because if you're sitting at home doing nothing, there is somebody who needs you, even a phone call. That's right. Somebody to reach out. Uh, the VA, and I've said this so many times, 
the VA is proactive, not reactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can show you time and time and time again where that's true, uh, especially you can bring up COVID. The things that have happened where we've had to go with video calls and things of that nature, VA was working on seven years ago. That's right. And they were ready to roll with it. Many of the hospitals and other things, they weren't near as ready. Absolutely. Well, and you mentioned, you know, just being proactive and how people, if you just want to make phone calls, and I want to put those two thoughts together with an assignment that came out of this pandemic. And that was a program that we call our Compassionate Contact Corps. What that oh, used I love that. to be. I know that sounds great, doesn't it? Well, it started out as the volunteer in-home visitor program. So I don't have to tell you what happened in COVID with the in-home part. Right. The in that was all that was all gone. But what that program started out as was an opportunity for non-clinical but a c- companion services to help caregivers who were staying with their veteran all day, but say if a companion came in, well Perhaps I could I could run out for a moment or I could just sit back and watch my favorite TV show because this volunteer is going to come sit with the veteran for an hour or how whatever the case may be, whatever scheduled there. Well, that went away. But the need for that caregiver to get some respite never went away. And it probably was even more extensive than it had ever been. And also at that time, it's like, oh, there are a lot of veterans who are now isolated, not just caregivers with their veterans, but veterans themselves who might be alone, who might already be in a vulnerable state of just isolating. And so Compassionate Contact Corps was born. And so now volunteers can make calls. They are matched up with a, the volunteer director at the VA Medical Center with uh, the clinical help of that veteran's uh, service provider or clinician. And then a match is made. It's a, it's a little safer than match.com or some of those, but this is a wonderful, wonderful program where volunteers can just make a phone call and really provide a great deal of support to our veterans. So you got it right. We're not only sort of uh, improving the health of the volunteer, the veteran, and just providing this wonderful service. Yeah. From the volunteer standpoint, I think it's wonderful. There are a lot of good, really good people who have volunteered our life, but I see them here in our town because we're a 55 or older community. And one of the things you see is these people who thrived on being a volunteer and going out and do things now physically are unable to do that. Yes. But they can still dial a telephone. That's right. That's and they can right. still talk lucidly to someone. So if someone was interested in doing that, Anywhere in the nation at the 170 VA hospitals, how would they go about being a part of it? They could do two things. One, if they know their local VA hospital and how to reach that hospital, they could do that. Or they could go to our website, which is www.volunteer.va.gov. All right, let's do that again very slowly. If this was TV, I could be running a Uh, crawl across the screen, but it's not. So let's do it very, very slowly. All right. www.volunteer.va.gov. 
And let me spell it out just in case, www.volunteer.va.gov. See, that that's important. And remember, folks, at the beginning of the broadcast, I said, get out your paper and pencil. But if you're getting this on one of our radio stations here in Florida, you can call your local VA hospital here without having to go through anything. Go to uh, James A. Haley, 972-2000. is the area code, 972-2000. And then when they get there on the phone, they're to ask for what? Now, you know, that, is that a trick? I, they can ask for... <laughs> Ask for volunteer services. Let go. me say that. Yes, indeed. Or you know what, Bill? You told them, ask for Mitra Goldman. That, that's who you can find at James A. Haley. Absolutely. What other kind of assignments are available? I've done a, I do a few things. I did some video for them and some other things. But what other kind of things could people do if they came down to the VA? Well, you mentioned another assignment that happens right in your community, and that is volunteer drivers. You'd be surprised at just how important that is to help veterans get to their appointments. So we have a have a wonderful partnership with the Disabled American Veterans who have provided vehicles for us to transport veterans from their homes to VA facilities. Every facility in the country is looking for drivers. So that is one assignment where we can always use more volunteers. And Um, dispatchers. Don't forget dispatchers. That's right. They don't have to drive. They can take the phone calls. That's absolutely true. The dispatchers, the folks that get the names, addresses, days, and times of those appointments, obviously, we don't have any place to send the volunteers to if we don't have those dispatchers. Absolutely true. And then you give me things to feed off of here and just thinking, you said, well, you know, I've done some video and things for them. I, I want to make sure your listeners also know that if you have a special skills, like, well, I do video or I take pictures, I'm a graphic artist. Whatever your talent is, I bet we can use it. If you're I'll bet like, on that. Yes, that to donate that and have time, I would encourage you to call the VA or send us a, a note anyway, because there are some things that come up that your skill set helps us build that we may never have thought of yet for you coming to let us know that you have that particular talent and passion. So there are a number of assignments and each facility uh, has their own sort of core list of assignments where they're looking to fulfill those needs, but I would encourage anyone who has time and a gift they want to share to really have a, have a conversation with any of our folks at a VA hospital. I'm going to kind of go off list here and throw one at you just a little different. Sure. When I was there being treated for a malady, these young people brought me a lunch and they were all high school seniors, juniors, seniors. And I asked them, what, what are they doing there? And they said, you know, this is a really good thing to have on our college resume when we submit that we worked in the VA hospital and we've learned so much and it's been great. So there is a place for young people too, correct? Absolutely. And that's become a little bit more challenging during this uh, this COVID time. However, many of our facilities, as you say, have pivoted in an extraordinary way and have been able to find ways for even young people to volunteer virtually. Now, some of our facilities are still having young folks coming in, doing some assignments in safe ways, but 
still, the key point here is that there are assignments for young people for exactly the reasons you say. VA has always been a source for those students to get their service learning opportunity. There are those hours in. We always will be. VA has always had an interest in sort of building our pipeline for who comes next to take my job when it's done. It's time for us. We got to do that early on because even those students, you know, if you're in the ninth grade, you may see your VA hospital every day. You may drive by it in your community, but you don't really know what that is unless there's some real engagement. So this gives us an opportunity not only to, to talk about careers in VA, but to talk about advocacy for veterans and that those students at an early age begin to find out what it is we do in VA and for whom we do it. And if they can be champions early on, they can be champions for life. You betcha. My guest today has been Sabrina Clark, National Director, VA Center for Development and Civic Engagement. And you want to boil that down is mainly we need volunteers at the VA and we love volunteers. And if you come to the volunteer sessions, they'll teach you to say the whole title, right? <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. And if I could add one thing, you know what, if you say, I really would love to volunteer, but I just don't have time. I can't volunteer. Then I want to tell you, call that same office and find out if there's if there are donations, rather that be for local food pantries, rather that be particularly this holiday season. Do you need gifts or something that we can send to help you promote, have a wonderful holiday for those veterans who are going to be hospitalized during this time of the year? So there's always something that you can do, even if you can't serve. No, we do have a program here through the VA, which is really neat. And I've got to get off the air. I'm going to get killed by my stations. But the fact is, it's a neat program. When many of the vets get out of the hospital and go to set up a home, they don't have scrub brushes or pails things. And so the American Legion here is highlighting that along with the VA, actually buckets together with supplies that people can use to clean their facilities. Director Clark, I thank you so much for being on the program. We've run out of time, but I'd love to offer you the opportunity one of these days to come back. Oh, thank you. And I would take you up on that, Bill. Appreciate it so much. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you again very soon on Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.